to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. It's sad boy hours around here. I am your mayor of Sadtown, occasionally known as Derek Montia. Uh, he'll try to be a bit more positive than me as the vice mayor. He is your thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Some technical difficulties today, Derek. All around. Uh, we, yeah, not just for us, but for Valley Sports Valley Arizona, Sports, yeah. who lost their feet in the ninth inning, mm-hmm. and also for one Madison Bumgarner, who had another uh, another rough day on the mound for the D-backs. We're convinced that these things aren't a coincidence. Mad Bum may or may not have played a role <laughs> in the feed getting shut down for both Valley Sports Arizona and for us, because he probably knows we're not going to have very nice things to say about him. Uh, let's just start off with Mad Bum's line today. On a day that they truly needed him to give them any kind of length that he could, even in a bad outing, Madison Bumgarner went three innings, gave up seven hits, seven runs, seven earned, jackpot, uh, for and four walks, two strikeouts. Not very good at all today. And begs the question once again, why is this man also starting when he's taking $27 million from the team? Like, I guess those two go hand in hand, but uh, I just don't understand uh, this this you know this thing that they're doing with him, and I'm sure a lot of people don't either. No, I think I think our audience they totally get it, Derek. You're the only one who doesn't understand why Madison Bumgarner is still in the starting rotation. What you about just, you? You gotta you gotta figure it out. Can you give me some uh, reasons? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> can you make it make sense? It's really bad. Uh, we were you know me and Derek were sitting in our in our more furniture chairs watching this game, and just you, as comfortable as we could be, as comfortable but... as we could be, and you just feel like. I think I could maybe count on one hand the number of well-executed, like, pinpoint command pitches that Madison Bumgarner threw in this game. Correct. His stuff is just not that good. Yes. And he also is just all over the place, right? Uh, he had a whole bunch of walks in this game. I believe he had four, four walks, seven hits allowed. It's not just that he's not getting swings and misses. It's that he's walking a bunch of guys. And when his stuff is in the zone, it is getting hit like crazy. Um, and we knew going into this game that the St. Louis Cardinals were a disastrous matchup for Madison Bumgarner with both Arenado and Goldschmidt in the lineup. Those two guys wound up uh, not doing actually that much damage in the grand scheme of things, but uh, the Cardinals are still very right-handed heavy, and uh, and they uh, did some serious damage against Bumgarner in those three innings. And like you said, this was a day where the D-backs were very short-handed in the bullpen uh, Peter Solomon came in and was honestly just as bad as Madison Bumgarner. I mean, at least he gave them what essentially they needed, which is just a body to come in there and take yeah. up some innings. So that I mean, they I think I think they would have liked more than two I and mean, a third from Peter Solomon. I'm but. sure. I'm sure they would have. Right. For sure. But uh, I also uh, I just I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, today's game, we already kind of joked about it. We said take the over, which hit in the fourth inning. Uh, we, <laughs> the over on how many runs? Uh, it was ten and a half. Ten runs. and a half. Ten and, and a we half hit the over in the yeah. In the <laughs> uh, we also said that Madison Bumgarner was not going to be very good against a St. Louis Cardinals team that hits left-handed pitching very well. And boy, were we not wrong about that. Uh, Madison Bumgarner absolutely got rocked today. Uh, and you know, I think the thing is, is that Madison Bumgarner, uh, you know, based on Jesse's tweet that you sent out earlier today, this is not like just a bad outing here or there. This is this has been his season. Let's take a look uh, at his tweet. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not great, Derek. It's not great. Uh, I, I, 
Four starts. <laughs> Four starts. Sixteen and two thirds innings, twenty-five hits, twenty runs, nineteen of the Marin, oh. fifteen walks compared to ten strikeouts. It's not just that he's walking almost a batter an inning, right. but he only has ten punchouts despite all of the many batters that he's faced. A ten point two six ERA, a two point four WHIP, which is utterly ridiculous. Opposing hitters, Derek, are batting three forty seven against Madison Bumgarner this year with an OPS now well over a thousand after this game. Uh, I know everyone wants us to have a conversation about Madison Bumgarner's future in this starting rotation. So let's have it. And let's have it. Let's go there. Let's do it. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, Like you said, opposing hitters against Bumgarner slashing 347, 456, 625. That's bad that bad. is bad. oh man averaging that is. <laughs> averaging four innings per outing essentially right yeah. uh ju- just over four innings per outing but just a fraction over uh and i mean the the big thing here is that the diamondbacks aren't necessarily in need of madison bumgarner being in the starting rotation with the talent that they currently have now we don't need to go over the names again but we will anyway tommy henry uh has been a very good pitcher in minor leagues and at times has been able to fill in for this team obviously the future of the starting rotation uh lines up a bit more with brandon fought who uh because of an off day for reno now doesn't necessarily line up yeah uh, brandon fought doesn't line up to make. i know everyone wants fought in, in his next start against kansas city fought is not starting until tomorrow so it doesn't it doesn't line up for that but um, but yeah, Tommy Henry threw well. Uh, he pitched yesterday on on Tuesday. Farino six innings, uh, two runs, only allowed four hits, no walks, six strikeouts. He was really good. Uh, if the D-backs do want to move on from Bumgarner in the rotation, my guess is that Tommy Henry is the guy that they would go to. I had a thought when they removed Bumgarner from the game, and I was thinking through this. It's like, well, you could go to Peter Solomon as as your fifth starter if oh, you wanted to. I hated that idea um, really fast. And then I Peter Solomon not. goes out there and gives yeah. up seven runs in, in two and a third. I don't know if I see the D-backs going that direction either. All signs are pointing to the D-backs going into AAA and specifically probably going to get Tommy Henry. Um, but it's complicated, Derek. Like, the D-backs can't just... It's not that simple, right? You have to make a hard decision on Madison Bumgarner. Are you going to DFA him? Are you going? Are you ready tomorrow to come out and and pay nearly thirty seven million dollars over the next two seasons? It's twenty three this year. It's fourteen next year. There's some deferrals as well from the last few years that they still owe him. Are you willing to write that check today, essentially, um, and, and just forego these these last almost full two years of Madison Bumgarner's contract. That's a that's a bold move. It's a move that I know a lot of people think the Diamondbacks should make. And I personally also think the Diamondbacks should should uh, make that move. I don't know if they're going to do that, though. I think it's possible you see some sort of a uh, an injury stint here. Potentially, we've talked about Mad Bum having some arm fatigue after his first start of the season. All of those tests came back OK. Uh, he made some cryptic comments between his previous two starts about how, you know, he had an extra couple of days rest, but it wasn't your normal extra couple of days rest. And there was a lot going on between those two starts. We never really got much clarity on what Bumgarner was talking about there. But you wonder if maybe there's an underlying injury here that the Diamondbacks could use to get Bumgarner on the injured list and, you know, try to work with him, send him out on a rehab assignment, try to get him back to uh, being at least a serviceable major league starter, which frankly he is not right now. 
Madison Bumgarner is under contract with this team for the rest of this season and for 2024. Uh, he is owed $23 million uh, for this season, $14 yeah. million dollars for next. His contract was inward structured like to uh, kind of allow them to get some of that early money off the books as far as uh, Yasmani Tomas's contract yeah. and some other deals that they needed essentially and now Tomas, to expire. And now, now Tomas's contract has essentially been replaced by Bumgarner's contract. Is, Correct. And is now, serving that same role. Now, and like Jesse said, there's deferred money too, right? So uh, I think a couple of people said it, and I know uh, Marcus, Albert, I, I agree with you. I'm just going to say that. Uh, really, at times, you can't really compound a mistake by the fact that you're overpaying someone by also having them lose games for you. You're going to pay the money regardless, uh, so why also do it for yeah. him to lose games for you? I feel like they've given him every opportunity. I feel they like have. they've given they him haven't great just, coaching. They haven't just given him every opportunity, Derek. They they handed him a rotation spot, right? Right. Like the regardless it, of his performance, he was going to be part of the starting rotation. Did not matter how right. Madison Bumgarner pitched in spring training. Mike Hazen came back, came out at the very beginning of spring training, and said that Madison Bumgarner is going to be in our starting rotation. And on some level, you understand that, right? He's Absolutely. a veteran. He is a, he is a legendary pitcher. We know he's been working hard. We don't want to take a shot at his personal character or anything like that in this situation. But the Diamondbacks handed him this rotation spot regardless of how he was pitching. I remember one moment during spring training where Tori Lavello was asked, how is Mad Bum throwing the ball? Like, well, what are you seeing from him? He was doing a lot of work on the backfields at that time. And I will never forget this, Derek. Tori paused. For a while, for an uncomfortable that. amount of time. It was a sigh. And it, it was a it, there, was a, sigh. there was a bit of a sigh, and he came out and he said, he's been throwing the ball okay, you know? And then he kind of went on and, and said his normal Tory thing about how he's working hard and, you know, the different things that he was working on. You could tell the D-backs behind the scenes were not all that enthralled with what they were seeing from Bumgarner. And at this point, it has just become so abundantly clear that Bumgarner is not a major league caliber starter right now. And, and it's not to say that he couldn't get there again, that, you know, if they're able to, to work on some things with him, that he couldn't figure it out. Uh, if there's some fatigue happening, if whatever's going on, those things could maybe get ironed out. But right now, the Diamondbacks every fifth day are throwing out a starting pitcher who is vastly inferior to the other four starters in this rotation and also vastly inferior to two starters waiting in AAA, right? At least we think, right? Tommy Henry and Brandon Fott, they're, they're young guys. They're guys that you at least want to see what they can do yeah. in the big leagues, um, even if it takes them some time to adjust. So I don't personally see any... I don't think this is that complicated for the D-backs. I just don't know how you can put Madison Bumgarner out there again and right. expect him to help you win games. Uh, Rob says, you guys keep saying he's working hard, but has he made any changes to his approach, his repertoire? Uh, he's attempted some, right? Yeah, we did see some some differences today. Bumgarner threw a whole bunch of four-seamers today. Um, he didn't rely nearly as much on, on cutter. his cutter as yeah, he his normally does. Primary pitch uh, he fun. also, yeah, he also threw... Uh, a good number of curveballs in this game. Uh, we saw him experimenting with the changeup quite a bit early in the season, which didn't go so well for him. I do think he's making some changes, but the changes just aren't working. The reality is his curveball is just not that good of a pitch, and, and his changeup has never been that good of a pitch. And the stuff is just not high quality enough, no matter how you tease out 
you know, which pitches you're throwing and which counts and what goes to lefties, what goes to righties. There's just there's only so many adjustments you can make when your stuff just isn't that good. So back to his contract, by the way, 37 million, 15 million deferred over the next three yeah. years after his contract is up. Uh, so that brings uh, the total to 52 million. So that's a lot of money. Right. Um, but like Jesse said, it's it, it really feels like a no brainer, uh, especially considering the position that this team is in. If this team was in the position that the Colorado Rockies currently are in, then I, I would honestly say, what what does it matter? Right. Like, yeah, you know, there would be an element of we we need Bumgarner to be better and we don't have, you know, some great option waiting in AAA. So just ride it out and see if you can get him to make some adjustments. Right. But that's that's just not where the the D-backs are. The D-backs have one of the best pitching prospects in baseball in AAA, who's 24 and a half years old. And Tommy Henry, who also has has shown signs of promise. It's so cute when you call him 24 and a half. Like, that's adorable. Yeah, that is. That is. Yeah, I I recognize that. (laughs) Jesse, I think that's the limit for that. But uh we're not the only ones that think that this might be the end of the line for madison bumgardner our friend over at 98.7 fm john gambadoro also says i will say this now that there's a zero chance he makes his next scheduled start phantom injury or something the diamondbacks have a chance this year a real chance and you can't give games away like this they have four runs and four innings but are down seven to four because he can't pitch anymore that's the facts and again like it makes me uncomfortable because I know how much Madison Bumgarner cares, and I know uh, that there's a chance he might hear all of the negative criticism that we have for him, and then I have to go look him in the <laughs> face in the clubhouse, right? But it's the 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 truth of the matter is, I think even he understands how much he's struggling, and he does not want to be in this position. I don't think he wants to be cost, cost, causing this team to lose games no. like he is. And, I mean, of course, he wants to be doing better, but he'll probably be the first person to tell you that he's pitching like dog shit right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if you used that exact vernacular in order to say it. But So we have we have a, a tweet from Teo Mackey, who is out in St. Louis. Um, Tori Lovello did not commit to Madison Bumgarner making his next start. Lovello said, we got to talk it over. Wow. Those were his exact words. That's the first time um, we've ever heard that as a response. Last, to- yeah, after his last start, Tori basically said, this is business as usual. We're not talking about Mad Bum's rotation spot. They this refused is- to relent. Like As far yeah. as they were concerned, it's a no-brainer. right? And when you're talking about $52 million still owed to the man, yeah, that probably is a no-brainer a tough, for you financially. That's a tough right? um, But let's tech talk about how good some of the other guys have been. The offense has still been on a roll even in today's route. I mean, that's that's something good. At least it wasn't uh, – I mean, I know it was a terrible, terrible loss, but it was 14-5, to 5, so uh, the Diamondbacks were able to produce some runs. Paven Smith, who we never doubted for a second, by the way, is batting 471 <laughs> with three doubles, two home runs, 10 RBI and three walks in five starts. That's not bad. It's not bad. bad. It's pretty good, Jesse. It's (laughs) fairly good. Fairly good. I've never seen Paven Smith consistently hit the ball with as much authority as he is right now. His single today, right? Just like went. It almost like like, took the head off of the second baseman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Paven Smith is destroying the baseball right now. And and it's great to see for for the D-backs, right? I mean, this is a guy that they... Uh, as we talked about yesterday, he's a former first-round draft pick, right? The D-backs had high hopes for Paven Smith not that long ago. And I remember when Paven first came up, 
he made a pretty good impression. There were a lot of Diamondbacks fans who were pretty, yeah. pretty well on board the Pavin Smith train in those early days. And these last couple years have just not been well, uh, as good for him. Let's be honest. We get excited about these top prospects coming up. We see how the moment well they you do have a prospect Reno. who has, you know, like a, a, a OPS over 720. Correct. Uh, Absolutely. You know, within their first uh, 10 or 15 games, people tend to get Slide excited. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> um, he might be hashtag good, and you know who else might be hashtag good, Jesse? Corbin Carroll. Not sure if you are familiar with that young man, yeah. uh, but he is currently batting 292, 324, 556, and is 7 for I think seven I forgot to update bases. that. He walked in his last plate appearance, so it's oh, now so, 292, so, 333, 554. It's even bit better. Uh, 7 for 7 in stolen bases, uh, an absolute menace on the base path that you cannot control, uh, and honestly everything that you could want in a guy that just recently got extended like yeah just performing at the level maybe maybe even above like we 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 joked about him hitting <laughs> what like above 270 i think and we were like we'll take that we will take that all day long yeah 292 last time i checked is better than 270 yeah if corbin carroll is actually this good <laughs> this early then uh he might be pretty good, Derek. Like this kid, might, this kid might be he pretty good. It. He admitted it. Uh, la- I mean, last year Corbin Carroll hit two sixty three thirty five hundred, which was pretty pretty darn good in its own right. Um, some of the batted ball data last year was not quite as impressive. He didn't make nearly as much hard contact last year as he has made this year, where it feels like he's just knocking the cover off the ball uh, every single time he's he's up at the plate. He's also just been extremely hot in these last few games. Uh, according to MLB.com, his last seven games, he's hitting 409, uh, slugging almost 900. So, uh, yeah, he has been outstanding so for the D-backs. And we saw him hit third today. Uh, he he moved up the lineup for the first time Let's this go. season. So Let's go. Uh, maybe he bats first someday. Maybe the D-backs like him in the middle. We'll have to see how that develops over time. It's very interesting. But uh, Tori Lovello did say, what, after 60, 60-plus 60 plate appearances that he would give uh, him moving up, um, I mean, he it's was been about just, exactly sixty yeah, it was plate 60, appearances. I think he was uh, sixty-four plate appearances prior to today's game. So there you go. That's where <laughs> that's where they he couldn't wait. He couldn't wait to move him up there. You know. So once the opportunity came up, he did the thing, uh, and we're thankful for it. I think that this team needs to embrace these young, good players. Give them playing time. Yeah, bring them up. So uh, I think uh, Cole Cunningham in the chat asked, "Do you think the rotation could look like?" Gallon, Kelly, Nelson, Henry, Davies. Once he's off the IL, maybe Zach Davies was was fairly good in his first couple of starts I guess, this year. Does that imply Jamison is back in the bullpen? Uh, well, maybe, I, maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, Henry, I don't know about Tommy Henry. Like I, I, I've seen some good things out of Tommy Henry, but I'm I'm just ready for Brandon Fott to be called up. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Let's just do the thing. Let's just do it. I don't know. Be- yeah. The only thing that I'm kind of thinking of is Tommy Henry's a lefty and and Brandon Fott is not so if the D-backs did have that rotation but with Fott instead of Tommy Henry you wouldn't have any lefties in your starting rotation mm. um maybe that's not a huge deal you know I don't know if teams necessarily care about that a whole lot in today's game but you know if you have another if you have an opposing team that's stacked with a bunch of left-handed hitters it does kind of suck when all of your starters are are righties but at the end of the day, I mean, if Brandon Fott is is uh, you know that much better than Tommy Henry, and those other guys are are also going to be in the mix, then you know maybe the D backs would be willing to go there. Uh, another guy that has been very good, especially in the series, is our series king snake Cattell Marte. 
Marte hit 400 in this series with a home run, two RBI. Uh, just the bat has been has been very good for Cattell. And uh, again, there are certain players that are coming around that we discussed are kind of key to the Diamondback success. Cattell was one of them. Zach Gallon was another one. Merrill Kelly was another one. Those guys have all been very good as of late, and that spells very good things for a Diamondbacks team that was already finding ways to win early this season. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been. I think Cattell getting back to uh, not you know not his twenty twenty one or twenty nineteen self just yet, but he started to look a little bit more like that guy at the plate over these last few games. Uh, still, obviously, really really early, but he got off to a very brutal start to this season. Those that first week or so for Cattell was was really ugly and you're starting to see him slug a little bit and yes. it hasn't all been uh when he's been batting right-handed he's had some some good games uh batting left-handed as well which is another thing that we've we've talked about as being a key for him so uh yeah I I like what I've seen from Cattell I don't know if he's ever going to be the guy that he was a couple years ago but even if he's around uh you know an 800 OPS or so that that's a pretty that's a pretty good contributor for the top of your lineup People have a lot of ideas for what we can do with Mad Bum. There's some talk about putting Mad Bum in the bullpen. Yeah, uh, I I don't. If you're Madison Bumgarner, are you willing to entertain that? I I don't know if you would be. Do you want Madison Bumgarner really coming in as the closer? I don't think people are saying that. Derek. I saw one of those. There was one. There was one. There was at least one in there. Maybe even two. But that is a hot uh, take. <laughs> another another hot take is Mad Bum at DH, uh, and I don't hate that. Uh, I think Mad Bum, you know, honestly should stay on the roster and contribute in other ways. He just shouldn't be part of the starting rotation. Pinch hit with him. Pinch yeah, run yeah. With he him. should clearly pinch run and be a DH. Yeah. that's that's the best way to have use him Madison come in in games like this. He could be the one that comes in and pitches when they're already down by ten runs. You know, like we would use a position player normally, but we can use Mad Bum in this case. I mean, they could. What they could do is use Mad Bum in the role that Peter Solomon is currently filling. You know, where the the innings aren't necessarily that important, but you need some length from someone. It, you know, you don't necessarily care quite as much about the quality of those innings as you do from some of your other relievers. So I could maybe see the D-backs doing something like that. But I don't know. I mean, if the the IL stint thing is interesting because you can't just put a player on the injured list with something that's not real. Like you have to it has to be a medically, uh, you know, a, a medically substantial sort of thing for you to do that. Unless if Madison Bumgarner agrees to something along those lines, if you like got his permission. Like the clutch Canuck says, where he can be the between any entertainment with his rodeo skills. Oh, my god! Right? Comes out on a horse, fucking lassos and like. You're terrible. You know, You're I, terrible, Derek. I'm just trying to find other things that we can do. <laughs> All right. Uh, I Look, uh, I'm, I'm not blaming Madison Bumgarner completely, uh, but I am kind of blaming him. I am also blaming him for the game being very long, which uh, mm. I don't like that anymore i i don't like three hour baseball games you guys i know today's game didn't technically go over three hours because it was like two hours and 59 minutes and like 43 seconds or something like that but it was still a three-hour baseball game it felt very long it and was two yeah it was 259 that was it was crazy. just under it was just under but i don't care it's still a three-hour baseball game to me and damn it I don't even know if this is what this segment is for but i'm ready to throw shade at three-hour baseball games let's go
Are we, really, are we really throwing shade about a three-hour like three baseball, baseball game, game when this wasn't anymore. a three-hour baseball game? I cannot take it. How long do you think, because I know you haven't looked at it, how long do you think yesterday's game was? I haven't looked at it. I yeah. I what is your feeling on how long yesterday's game was? That Jesse, was give me your guess. Three hours and ten minutes. Three hours and four minutes. It was just basically over three hours, and it still felt very long. Like I'm done with these three-hour baseball games. I love the pitch clock. I am against anybody that is anti-pitch clock or anti-shorter games. Uh, and I, I just don't have time for this anymore. My time is precious. I'm ready to get in here and do the show now. We contemplated going in the seventh inning today just because. Why did it matter? We didn't need to stay till the end. Uh, but Jesse, what are your thoughts on three-hour baseball games? Well, if I'm being totally honest, I don't, I don't know if I love the like the two-hour, ten-minute like nonsense that we keep getting. Right? Some of these baseball games are ending a little bit too Damon, soon, Derek. Damon, Damon. I don't Damon, know if I Damon, actually Damon, agree with you on this. Put, I'm throwing shade at Jesse now. Start the thing over again. Do it again. Do it again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Really, Jesse Friedman? Really? <laughs> you don't like two hour and ten baseball games? Two hour and ten minute baseball games? Every, not every day. Just not every day. What is, I don't, all the, all the time. Every day. That's how long other sports are. That we live this life of, of watching games that are three hours and 25 minutes every single day. Do you, not, do you not see the Suns crew come in here after our game started last season and then they would watch their game and do their show and then pack up and leave before we were even done watching baseball? Oh, I, I can't you, with him. Do you like this sport or not, Derek? You just want you just want the games to be over. As I soon have as other possible. things to do with my life, like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. And when I'm not watching that, I want to watch Jack Black sing the Peaches song in between watching the Super Mario's. But I got other shit to do, Jesse. God. Anyway, uh, three-hour baseball game. It's the first ones for the Arizona Diamondbacks of the season, and very much felt like I think it. So, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Go away. Uh, you realize but, that was like the a, like the average game time last year was was what like the longest game time this year has care. been. Like that was care. a normal day at the ballpark last no, year, Derek. No, I swear you liked this sport a year ago. Charles Woodall Pike <laughs> agrees with you. I don't like when you agree with him. You hey, know that, but, uh, I will. I will say this: Jesse looks very good in those shady rays sunglasses, uh, and I know I, I don't need anybody to affirm that for me. I know I look good in mine, uh, <laughs> and we thank our friends at Shady Rays for helping us take on this Arizona sun with gear built to last our friends at shady rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price it's an independent sunglass company uh world-class product just as good as expensive sunglasses and these are absolutely my favorite shades that i own uh durable frames uh just all sorts of options i i love the fact that these uh i know you can't really see them on camera but they have little like uh, Diamondbacks colored specks in them. There's a little, little light yeah, blue, yours, teal, yours little reds cool. in yeah. there. Uh, and the best thing about Shady Rays offers the most insane protection plan of all time uh, ever on eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Uh, they have your back long after you purchase and we all here in arizona know that that's what's going to happen you're you're going to sit on them uh, in your car or something and break them or you're just you're just flat out going to lose them you're going to set them on a counter somewhere 
and also, here's the thing. We know about buying stuff online, and if you don't love Shady Rays, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. It's that simple. Buying stuff online, you can never know if it's going to fit or look right on you. Uh, there's no risk when you shop. The team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try them for yourself. The shades are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So check out Shady Rays. 250,000? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. My gosh. Right? (laughs) Good job, Shady Rays, getting out there. Uh, Also, if you guys are watching us right now on your favorite uh, YouTube channel, I I don't know. I was thinking audio podcasting app, but you get the thing. Make sure to subscribe to us here. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when we go live or any of the shows on the network go live. Uh, Leave us a thumbs up. It's Jesse's favorite thing in the whole wide world. Uh, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, as I as I mentioned before, uh, please subscribe to us there if you haven't done so already. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, even if you're watching us on YouTube, just subscribe anyway and let the thing download. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, whatever. Uh, but also uh, make sure to get our diehards membership. Uh, you can go over to gophnx.com. You get all of Jesse's writing, his full count newsletter and wonderful writing from everyone around here, uh, as well as free merchandise from the phnxlocker.com. Every year you're a member, 20% off all future purchases. Members only access to our Discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. Uh, You get members-only merchandise offers. You get members-only discounts with uh, us and partners. uh, and So much more. Members-only invites to events. So sign up today at gophnx.com. And one of those events that you can get a discount on is our D-backs Takeover Season Pass, uh, which the first game is coming up very soon against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, You get six PHNX D-backs Takeover tickets. You get pregame meetup access with your two favorite guys, us. That means we pry Jesse from the press box. We make him come down. Uh, and we have him hang out with us uh, before he he does all of this stuff for the game. You and do you do have to pry me from the. From oh, the he never wants box. to leave the press yeah. box. He never yeah. wants to leave unless he's going down to talk to the players and talk to Tori. Then then he'll happily come down. But uh, you also get our PHNX. It's always sunny shirt, which uh, is an incredible shirt. I got that shirt recently, Jesse. I love it quite a bit. Uh, so make sure to get your takeover season pass. Here's a look at those games again. Uh, the Royals coming up on the 25th of April. Uh, then, not too long after that, we have a game with the San Francisco Giants uh, that we welcome the Braves in June, Cardinals in July, uh, Paul Goldschmidt and the Cardinals, I should say, uh, Padres in August, and then we round things off with the Rockies uh, just to make sure that we get a win there at the end of the, <laughs> wow. the, end of the year. <laughs> just trying to throw that out there. But you, make made sure me take a, you made me take my sunglasses oh, off, and uh, you did too. Yeah, You're still throwing I'm shade still throwing there, shade. Dave, yeah. I, I never stopped throwing keep shade. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's take a look at the numbers from this series. They weren't pretty, especially after today's loss. Uh, the Diamondbacks did things looked much better uh, prior to today's game, obviously. But uh, the St. Louis Cardinals outscored the D-backs 24 to 19. D-backs out hit the Cardinals 30 to 27 errors across the board. But uh, I'm still kind of surprised here there at the stolen bases, Jesse, that the Diamondbacks just haven't had more attempts considering that yeah. that's kind of been a big part of their success early on. They're not allowed to have a, a team out steal them, right? In I know. a series. Like, no, that's not, not supposed like to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was more, I mean, the D-backs offense was was genuinely pretty fantastic throughout this series. There just weren't that many opportunities uh, to steal bases yeah. like like there have been in the past. Um, and the D-backs scored a whole bunch of runs. So I, I don't think you're, you're sweating that too much. But uh, yeah, the D-backs struggled with runners in scoring position today. They were one for 10, still mm-hmm. had a 
308 batting average in the series with runners in scoring position, which tells you how good they were in those situations in the first couple of games. Uh, bullpen ERA of 9.45 for the D-backs, Derek. Not, not, so, not so great there. Not great. But the Diamondbacks do come away with the series win, and that's the important thing here. Uh, still just that one series loss. Obviously, uh, it had to be to the Miami Marlins, the worst team that they've played up until this point. But Guys, yes. He gave oh oh no Saul, Saul said Mad Bum game I don't really oh man that's we got to redo this pitching ERA now but I mean he only uh, threw like sixty something pitches so maybe they had him throw a bullpen after the game and, and he's giving yeah that would explain <laughs> that he gave up more home runs in the bullpen I still also think he's responsible for cutting the power to the feed at the end of the game apparently the radio broadcast also lost. Uh, its feed as well. Yeah, the the um, power went out at, at Bush Stadium. I think is what in, we heard. Intermittent power or something like that. But uh, we really know what was going on. We know we know Mad Bum just wanted to shut this whole thing down and move on with life and have nobody talk about uh, what happened today. This series, though, once again, uh, we talked about it a bit. Was very good. Merrill Kelly, very good. Uh, and you know the Diamondbacks faced some adversity in in yesterday's game, and and they were able yeah. to kind of overcome. Not not a great game from their relief pitching. Not you know not a super start from Dre Jamison, but uh, they were still able able to overcome for the win. And then things kind of uh, boiled over a bit today, like we expected it to, but still just didn't think things would be this bad. Thought thought Mad Bum would be able to give them some more length uh, today, even in a bad outing, than he was able to, considering how depleted the bullpen has been. Yeah, I mean, they they could have gone back to him. I mean, his pitch count wasn't that high, but I think at a certain point, you're like, all right, seven runs in three innings. This, this guy's just not very effective. And and the D-backs did make it through the game on the pitching side without having to use any of their guys who are, uh, you know, have been used a whole bunch recently. So, uh, yeah, not, not overall, the numbers for this series don't look great given the way that yesterday's game ended and the way that today's game uh, went. Uh, the D-backs uh, did inch into the positive run differential territory there for a hot second. Now they are uh, staunchly back on the negative side of that after losing by nine <laughs> runs today. I think they're minus seven for uh, the season, but nobody cares about run differential. No, right, Derek, if you can win a hundred games and have the other team score more runs than, than you do. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, there's no aggregate scoring. It doesn't carry over to the next game. Uh, what it does, what, what does matter though, is they are still above Mount 500. And just for my own entertainment, can we get, can we send Cattell up the mountain really fast? Let's do that. Oh no, Cattell's gone. Never mind. Uh, Cattell, someone moves Cattell's file. But uh, what we do have is uh, another edition of a of another classic of ours. Because you know the Cattell thing was a classic, but uh, this one's also a classic. We're gonna do another edition of spying on our exes. That's right, bringing back spying on our exes. Uh, this time. We're going to do a little Dalton Varsho edition. Gabriel Moreno didn't start in today's game. Uh, oddly enough, you pointed out he's caught every Mad Bum start prior to today. Yeah. Uh, but he did come in, uh, was one for one, uh, and with an RBI in his one appearance today. But uh, these guys, Lourdes Goriel, Gabriel Moreno, they've been very good for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Meanwhile, Dalton Varsho, not, not, not somebody that we uh, is making us miss him too much right now. He he had a really strong start for the uh, for the, I was gonna say the Raptors. <laughs> I'm thinking basketball. <laughs> He's still after in watching basketball. That game yeah, last I'm not night. helping. I watched so many Suns highlights just, last yeah. night. 
um, for the Blue Jays. He got off to a really good start uh, early in the season. But yeah, things have really cooled off of our show here in the last couple of weeks. His on-base percentage is still good. Uh, up over 330, I believe. But yeah, 338. Uh, but, but he is hitting 233 right now, and he only has the one home run and four RBI. You can yeah. arguably say the Diamondbacks are getting much more, you know, output from, yeah. from the two guys I mean, they picked I, up. I think the best way to evaluate this trade is to wait two weeks into the <laughs> into the first season and and decide who the winner of is. And clearly, that winner Jesse. is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Of course, it is. So. We 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 assess <laughs> trades. It's it's an ever moving thing. We have to assess them <laughs> along the way, right? So uh, this is our first time assessing it, but. Again, I mean, I, I've I've seen, you know, I've I've already seen some highlight real plays from Varsho in the outfield in Toronto. So it's yeah, not like he's not the still defense, the defense doing his thing defensively. Continued. Yeah. Uh, but Moreno, for instance, uh, today showed off his arm once again. Uh, he he reminds you that you should never run on Gabby, and uh, it's just especially with the injury to to Carson, which. I mean, you can't go into an alternate timeline and figure out if they wouldn't have traded for Gabriel Moreno if Carson would have even gotten injured the same way. But obviously, <laughs> uh, this is very important now, considering that they lost Carson for as long as they have. Yeah. So it's like it's not just the fact that Dalton Varsho uh, isn't having a great season. It's the value of Gabriel Moreno uh, on this team early uh, and and how often they've been able to have him kind of be good at the plate good be be good behind the plate it just uh it feels so far like it's like it's a win for the diamondbacks as as as, as much as i need to apologize for <laughs> trying to say that trying right to now. declare a winner yeah. for, for yeah, a yeah. trade that My will bad. have implications for at least six years Look, in the future i don't care uh <laughs> that's what i do i react entirely too early you know that jesse you know Mar- that moreno me. has he has looked good i i think his receiving there have been some balls that have gotten away um, in recent days that I, I think the D-backs would probably like to shore up over time. But, yeah, his arm is outstanding, right? We we did see that again uh, today with a, a pitch that got a little bit away and a uh, runner took off from first and Moreno threw a strike down to second, as he often does. So, uh, yeah, that part of the game has been big league ready for, for a long time already. Um, and I think the offense is going to come around for Moreno. We've already seen with his big day yesterday, right, going two for three with the home run, the double, uh, his hit in the game today as well. You're yes. starting to see the offense come around. And that's really what makes Moreno. That's why Moreno was, you know, ranked the best prospect in baseball, I think, by Baseball America at one point last year, because not only is he pretty darn good defensively and a sure thing to stay behind the plate. But his offense has a chance to be right up there with the best uh, catchers in baseball, which is something not a lot of teams have. Not a lot of teams get much offense from that position. And you're starting to see Gabby Moreno come around on that front. The ones ones that are are the ones that stand out and are all-stars and are superstars around the league. I I don't know if he's going to go all Adley Rutschman. I mean, Rutschman has been just on an insane tear to start the year. But he could be one of the top five offensive catchers in baseball at some point. That's really where you get excited about, you know, the next six years with Gabby Moreno. He has an ability to he actually has a good ability to hit balls out of the strike zone. But do you think patience right now is is yeah. the key to his development? It's a good point. It's like he's a little too hitterish sometimes. Right. Like he like, can yes, hit you can anything. hit everything, but sometimes you don't need to try <laughs> sometimes to hit everything. you should not be trying to hit certain pitches. Right. Yeah. I think he's maybe gotten a little bit antsy at the plate, maybe swung at a few too many pitches down in the zone in particular. Uh, but yeah, over time, I think you're going to see Gabby Moreno turn into the hitter that a lot of people have thought he could be. 
Well, if you want to see this team, including Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel that the Diamondbacks traded for, uh, you can get your tickets over at GameTime.co. Grab your tickets uh, last minute, procrastinate, and you win. That's the way that this works. The longer you wait, uh, the cheaper tickets could be. Uh, of course, upcoming games, concerts, shows, anything you want are available in GameTime. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals, and it is the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason, uh, as Jesse would say. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Uh, you can snag the na- uh, tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, and, of course, snag those tickets uh, the day of. And, and I've seen baseball tickets on there uh, extremely cheap. Uh, for for some of these games. So it all depends on availability. Make sure you check that app out, and you can also find their website at gametime.co. Uh, and then uh, after a baseball game, maybe before a baseball game, depending if you're going to a night game or day game, fun place uh, to check out is Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Uh, I, of course, once again, talked about the Super Mario Brothers movie earlier, and I need to get back out to Octane Raceway to race people in go-karts. It's a must. It's an absolute must. Uh, I, need, I feel I, like you, you'd be the type of person to just go over there and not have anyone else with you and just be driving around in, in the go-karts and it's just you competing against yourself. But I think you'd have a great time. I mean, there are children also on the track, Jesse, though. Yeah, no, that, so that, that just completes be, my narrative. Right. It's you competing with all of the yeah, children. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> I love to just like find, you know, a, 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 an open party that has one vehicle available that I can join. <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. But uh, this summer, there are summer passes available at Octane Raceway. Uh, get that kart racing, VR, axe throwing, multiple games on axe throwing and so much more uh, you can buy now for the best rate you can book your graduation parties there uh, and on april 30th they're having a soul raiders four on four vr tournament uh with a chance to win up to a thousand dollars like i know some of you parents out there think your kids are wasting their time with these video games but uh just just peruse the internet for some of these video game tournaments and see how many thousands and thousands of people are in the crowd watching these things take place and see what the purse is, you know, a million dollars. Like maybe your kid doesn't need to go be a UFC fighter and get his head kicked in. Maybe he can just go play video games and, and, and have good health his entire life. I don't know, but uh, go play video games at Mavericks. That's the point I'm trying to make here. You can book some fun this spring at Octane Ra- uh, Raceway and Mavericks. Again, all that stuff, kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks, and so much more. Uh, Jesse still refuses to go axe throwing with me. Uh, but there's a ton of, of different events throughout the summer. Uh, check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. Uh, before we go, we got to take a look at this upcoming four-game series here at Chase Field with the Padres. Uh, but first, we are going to give you your first look at this year's All-City Division standings. Let's Ooh. go, Jesse. Look at this. Uh, half a game back from those Chicago Cubs that have been playing some pretty darn good baseball up there. They the have. Side. They have. And, I mean, they've they've actually scored. Like, I mean, their run differential is heavily positive as well. So, I'm still not super bought in on the Cubs. I think they've they've had a few more things go their way than, than I'm necessarily counting on moving forward. I think Nico Horner is hitting like 340 or something like that. That is correct. Uh, but one Cody Bellinger looks 
substantially better. Yes. Uh, yes. I don't know. He went five for five the other day in a baseball game. He had game. a five-hit game. He's not striking out much anymore. Yeah. I think his strikeout rate is under 20%, which is well below the league average. So, yeah, if I'm the Cubs, I'm I'm kind of excited about what I got going. I don't know if it holds up uh, over the course of a whole season. I still think the rotation has some issues, and uh, there's some other guys in the lineup that – you're not so sure about moving forward, but they're off to a pretty darn good start. The White Sox and the Rockies are in our rearview mirror, and they might be getting a little bit farther back there. The White Sox lost, so they are now 7-12. and 12, And the Rockies right now are losing 12-1 to 1 to the Pittsburgh Pirates, who might Yikes. also be a wagon. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, the Pittsburgh. Pirates, man. They I don't know what. Wagon. I don't know how O'Neill Cruz goes down with an injury. Somehow yeah. the the and it's and, Brian and Reynolds. It's all Brian it's all Reynolds, Brian Reynolds. Honestly, yeah. the man has like a twelve hundred OPS or something. Uh, well, that's why teams wanted to steal him away. Uh, but uh, speaking of stealing away, the Diamondbacks have four games with the Padres, which hopefully they can steal two, maybe take three. I don't know. Uh, again, this is the last there you go. big Get, test. Getting a, little, getting a little greedy again. Am I? Uh, I'm just trying to get to my purple hair as fast as possible. But uh, <laughs> let's take a look at the probables for this series because the Padres pitching hasn't been great. Uh, they do get Joe Musgrove back, though, and the Diamondbacks will get you Darvish uh, as well in this series. Yeah, uh, we talked about yesterday how the Padres have had some some issues into their in their rotation. I also misspoke yesterday. I think I mentioned that Blake Snell has had injury issues. Not had injury issues. He just hasn't been that good. Uh, the D-backs won't get Snell in the series, but they will get Michael Waka, who is their their one remaining starter, who really has had uh, some problems this year. He starts against Ryan Nelson uh, tomorrow, and then yeah, Seth Lugo against Zach Gallen. That should be. Uh, a fun matchup. Lugo's off to a good start to the year. Musgrove and Merrill Kelly. And then you said you Darvish in that in that series finale against Dre Jameson. This is a tough series, Derek. It's a big series for the Padres, too, because uh, they feel like they're kind of getting some reinforcements back. Joe Musgrove, uh, Fernando Tatis, of course, will also be playing in this series. So, yeah, the Padres are off to a pretty miserable start to the season, but it's a very talented roster that they have over there. I'm sure they're they're looking to uh, get some things rolling this weekend with some of those guys coming back. And this would line Mad Bum up uh, if no changes are made to start against the Royals in the first game right. of that series, right. which we will keep that situation. Uh, we will closely monitor that situation. Might have an update tomorrow, maybe pregame. So yeah, yeah we'll uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Um, tomorrow we will be back here at one o'clock, so make sure to join us uh, for that game. And then on Sunday we will have your post series wrap up. Uh, after this Padres series, we will both be out there this weekend. Uh, I can't go to bobblehead night, Jesse, because I have to go be a pro wrestling commissioner, as you know. Uh, uh, it's one of my side duties as being a mayor. I also have to commission pro wrestling events. But uh, definitely make sure uh, to make your way out to Chase Field. Uh, if you do, grab some snacks. Take You can take in bottles of unopened water still, right? You can still do that at Chase Field. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Grab yourself some unopened bottles of water. Fill up your tank of gas over at our friends at Circle K. Uh, gas prices are creeping up there, but Circle K has you covered with some of the lowest prices in the Valley. Uh, you can also get your 12 packs of beer there for just $9.99. You can also get our friends at Four Peaks there. Uh, shout out to Four Peaks as well. Uh, and of course, I am fully powered by energy drinks. Red Bulls, three for $8. Monsters, three for $6. And the snacks. Let me tell you about the snacks. Circle K's Circle K branded snacks 
are vastly underrated. Uh, we have been enjoying them around our office. And let me just tell you from the experience that I take by imbibing in these snacks quite often, uh, I put their meat sticks up against any other meat stick wow. that you can find at Circle K. I feel like it's more tender, it's more flavorful, it's less greasy. There's all sorts of things about it that is amazing and, and incredible. And the portions, right? And the portions. The portions are insane. Yeah. The portions the chips, are wild. The, the chips, yeah. Yeah, be warned. Their chips are, it's a two-serving kind of a thing. It is a two-serving thing If for you sure. eat an entire bag of Circle K chips, this guy. they're amazing, but You're for, cheaper, be up fast. for cheaper than the name right, brand. It's right. two servings that's for cheaper the, than that's the name exactly brand. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. But so spread it out. You'll, the, you'll, 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 in, you'll enjoy it on two separate <sighs> occasions. It'll be that much better. They have a popcorn that's cheddar and caramel mixed popcorn. It's my favorite mm -hmm. thing in the whole wide world. It's incredible. And this is all available at Circle K. So make sure to stop by. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator. That's CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K near you and of course we talked about our friends from four peaks it's arizona's premier craft brewery uh, you can follow them on social at four peaks brew you can get those beers at circle k or wherever you get your beers and you can join us there for their nfl draft party the phnx cardinals crew is going to be out there we're going to be having a blast april 27th the best place to take in the nfl draft on april 27th is with us at the four peaks a street pub register for free in the link uh, in our show notes to take advantage of beer specials they're going to have three dollar red bird lager pints which once again are okay to drink we have cleared the cardinal series so you can drink those again <laughs> uh, five dollar red bird lager pitchers and of course our usual phnx specials of three dollar kilt lifter pints uh, and wow pints so it must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly you got anything else friedman yeah, I, I do think we have to at least acknowledge this comment that uh, somebody said that wrestling reference just made me an instant fan of this pod, which I think is the first time Jan, that Derek's wrestling knowledge has let's ever go. had a positive let's impact go. on this show. Let me tell you, you brought in a viewer, look, Derek. You come here, you come here for the rest for the baseball takes, but stick yeah, around for me yeah. peppering. Sometimes in wrestling we get a little references. confused about which yeah. sport you come here. It's for, all right, but that's fine. Usually I mean, it's baseball. Uh, I'm very happy for that, and of course. We have all sorts of. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I don't feel so alone now. But uh, <laughs> we thank you guys for being here. You can follow me uh, for more wrestling takes on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. He, him, not so much. He doesn't give you the wrestling takes, but he'll give you some great baseball takes. You can follow him at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, Damon, I don't know what kind of takes he'll give you. Uh, but they're going to be fascinating. Correct ones. Uh, correct ones. Hot ones. Uh, you can get those at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. But, of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. Uh, and all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. Uh, that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for being here today, even after a loss. Uh, you're wonderful people for joining us. And, of course, we will all get through Madison Bumgarner starts together. Uh, can, until I just, can I just ask real quick before we before we go? I want your prediction. What are the D-backs going to do? Does he make his next start? I'm going to say he does not make his next start. He does start. not make his next start. Uh, especially okay. based on on Tori Lovello's comment that we just heard okay. uh, recently. I was very interested to see what Tori was going to say after today's game. Uh, and I'm not surprised that he's not outright saying he's not going to. But again, Madison Bumgarner has earned the respect to kind of, I think, go out on his own terms a bit and not like necessarily have what some of the more embarrassing options are going to be. So I wouldn't be surprised to see like some sort of injury or something pop up where he's going to have to be put on sure. the IL. So, um, but uh, I hope that's the case because at the end of the day, uh, I think we all want the same thing for this team, which is for them to win games 
for my hair to turn purple uh, and for this team <laughs> to contend just for four, four wins in April four away. Four wins away. There's purple, purple hair Derek. There he is. He's adorable <laughs> over there. But again, we thank you guys so much uh, for your time. On behalf of Damon, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate it. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you make the hard decisions.